The dream economy is here. Are you coming? Welcome, my name is Katherine Morrison, and as I've coached countless online entrepreneurs into six, multiple six-figure and half-million-dollar businesses, I've learned a lot. One of the main things is that I'm not just here to help you create a high quantity of money. It's actually pretty easy. I'm here to help you do that through the highest quality money imaginable. That means activating and amplifying your unique frequency to take your being and form it into a magnetic, sharply differentiated brand that has clients dropping in out of the sky, salivating to work with you specifically, not someone who does that thing you do. I'm here to help you open the channel for the creation that wants to come through you, where growing your business and building demand comes from razor sharp business precision and business growth is always tied to an expansion of your pleasure. Expanding your mind and your nervous system to create more, receive more, and be bigger in visibility and impact in the world than your rational mind ever imagined possible. This isn't matrix business building. It's business building through soul ascension. This isn't just business coaching. This is the timeline to your destiny. Are you ready to play? Welcome to the Ascension Through Entrepreneurship podcast. Let's get started. Hello, soul family. How's it going? So this episode is a special episode, as you can probably tell from the podcast title. So perhaps I should have greeted and said, hello, hello, soul fam mamas. So the other day on Instagram stories, which by the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, what are you doing? At Katherine Morrison Coaching. I am in there on stories, connecting with you all. So I'll do ask me anything's in there. I'll say, Hey, what sort of podcast episode would you love for me to record all of that sort of high touch connection? So if that's something that you are desiring to connect deeply with me, head over to Instagram and make sure you're following me on stories day to day. So the other day I was on Instagram stories connecting with my peoples. And I asked you all, what podcast episodes would you love for me to create for you? And several people dropped in asking for an episode on running a business while being a mom. And I can't remember everyone who requested this, but I want to shout out to my client, Binny, who led the charge on that. I think she was the first person that dropped in. And then a couple others came in asking and I was like, okay, ask and you shall receive. So this is an episode that honestly makes quite a whole lot of sense. So for those of you that aren't aware, I have three children. I share them on my Instagram stories quite a bit. So if you're over there, it would be pretty hard to miss it. And you're probably deeply aware and probably feel like quite connected to my children. But if you're someone who is on my email list and then tunes into my podcast, you actually might not even know that I have children unless you've tuned into an episode or two where I may have mentioned them in passing. One of the things that is like quite interesting for me that I've thought about is I think it is quite unique that I have three children. I started my business when I was pregnant with my third kiddo, and I've done all of this building my business from ground zero with three children. And I just don't talk about it a lot because like helping mothers specifically isn't my niche, but it is something that I know a lot about. (laughs) And so when you all asked for me to speak to it, 
I'm happy to. And I'm glad that, that request came in. So to give you a sense of where I'm at with my family, my oldest child, my daughter is nine years old and my two boys are seven and four years old. They have different schools and different school schedules in terms of drop off and pick up. And my youngest isn't big enough to go to summer camp like his big siblings. So we've got a whole, like, it feels like do, 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 do. This summer, I've got like a Google spreadsheet and all the things in terms of who's in what camp when. And my, my youngest will just be at home a lot of the summer. My daughter has an ADHD and wonderfully creative artist brain. And we've had to navigate a lot around her ability to effectively learn in school. We've had to navigate decisions around, do we take her out of public school and put her into a private school that is a little bit designed a little bit better for a brain like hers? Um, she is just so wildly creative and legit. When we took her, we took her for formal testing because after a few years of teachers giving feedback of basically her like inattentiveness, but me knowing her at home that like, she's just wildly attentive and we actually can't get her to stop focusing when she's doing a thing she enjoys. We were like, I don't know about this. So we took her for formal testing and the people that tested her basically confirmed she is visually off the charts and for sure has the brain of a visual artist. And wouldn't you know that she has a lot of trouble in school doing worksheets? Because <laughs> it turns out the school system was not designed for all types of brains. And at the time of this recording, this is my final week of being home alone this summer until they all go back to school in the middle of August. So there are weeks where I will be working less and hanging out with them. I've made the conscious decision to do that. And I've sort of reworked my schedule and my stuff around when I'm working in order to have more time with them. There will be weeks where I will be working with a babysitter in the house and all of the auditory and energetic chaos that comes with them all being in the house while I'm working. <laughs> And I started my business while I was in a high-risk pregnancy with my third child. So when I say I get the whole running a business with kids thing, I mean I really, really get it. And when I was thinking through the podcast today, I thought the best way to actually structure this would be to actually zoom you back with me in a time machine, because there are certain things I have today, like a house manager and someone who cooks our dinners and does our laundry that organizes planning our family vacations and makes the family photo albums, right? Like I've created that life brick by brick for myself to have that level of support, but that might not feel in reach or like your very next move right now. Right. And honestly, if I had heard someone talking about that, just, I don't know, four or five years ago, I would probably want to punch them in the nose. So I want to zoom back and actually walk you through some of the decisions I made along the way that were influenced by my having children and how I've then navigated running a business while having a lot of littles. So to start, it was really having my first child that put me on my path to where I am now. 
Before her, I was pretty much asleep at the wheel of my life and most definitely not consciously making decisions for myself. I had been raised in a culture that told me what boxes to check. And I believed that my worthiness was like dependent on how I how well I checked those boxes. And so because that was what I believed my worth was based on, you better believe I got really good at checking boxes. <laughs> but the truth was, I was a little girl that was equal parts wildly, wildly creative artist and super strategic thinker. But growing up, I was taught that my value was actually more my, my ability to think super logically, my ability to think super strategically, my masculine. And I learned that my imagination, my creativity, my wildness, my deep emotions, my intuition were not useful at best and unstable and terrible at worst. So I started to suppress my feminine. I started to suppress a very large part of myself completely, went into corporate, did the business strategy thing and was wildly good at it got people patting me on the back, impressed by my LinkedIn titles, and my ego felt great. Well, the light had slowly come out of my eyes. My soul was feeling so fucking crushed and suffocated, but I didn't know that humans actually had souls, so I couldn't really explain why I had everything I'd been taught that I should like and be happy with, yet I was miserable. <laughs> I was like suffocated by the life of riches that surrounded me. But after having my daughter, I became more conscious. I started actually thinking about who I wanted to be as a mother. I started thinking about what I wanted to model for my children. I started thinking about what I wanted them to believe about life and about what was possible and about values and I started thinking about the kind of child I wanted to raise. And I realized I wanted to be the person for them that saw them, that like deeply saw them for all of their unique brilliance. I wanted them to believe that anything was possible for them, that the sky was the limit, that they could be anything they wanted to be. And I didn't want to just say it, right? Like how so many people say, like, you can be anything you want to little kids. Like it's a fun bumper sticker. But the moment that kid gets to be like 10 or 12, they're like, so you're going to be like a lawyer or a doctor, right? <laughs> I didn't want to say it like that. I wanted to say it and actually believe it, right? I wanted to say it from a rooted, grounded belief that I was going to actually help shepherd my children into a life where they could be exactly who they wanted to be and they could have everything that they wanted to have. And then when I got super clear about that, what I wanted to model for them, it brought into very sharp awareness all of the parts of me that were out of alignment and integrity with those beliefs. I wanted to tell my kids that they could be anything that they wanted, and I'd completely sold out and abandoned all my dreams to the highest bidder in corporate, right? And it made me realize that what I was modeling for my daughter when I was still in my nine to five was I was just modeling, right? Sell yourself to the highest bidder. Because it turns out prostitution doesn't just exist in the sexual realms. Most people in the collective are selling their souls and their dreams away every single day for whatever job will pay them the most. And it made me realize how much I actually didn't enjoy so much of the work that I was doing. 
but I was doing it to get the validation and acknowledgement from my network because I believed that that was what made me valuable. That was what made me worthy when other people said that I was worthy, when other people acknowledged me, right? What the culture around me had taught me. And it made me fucking sick to my stomach to think of passing all of those patterns down to my children. It made me sick to my stomach to think of shoving my daughter through a school system that watches the light go out of the eyes of all the children that pass through it in order to be a better wage worker for a fucking machine and system I wanted no part in continuing to perpetuate. And so having her really brought into stark clarity my actual values that I believed in and where I was out of integrity with them because I had been socially conditioned so strongly for decades to go against my own inner knowing. It brought into sharp focus who I wanted to be for my children, the kind of person and character I wanted to model. And that shed such clear freaking light on so much that I was thinking and doing in my life at that time that was completely against my truth of what I wanted to be and do in this lifetime. So before I move forward in my journey as a mom, I want to take a pause for you to reflect and contemplate. And for those of you that are tuning in and you don't have kids yet, maybe you're thinking about it, I really want to offer, you don't have to wait to have a child to spark this level of awareness. It was just, I was completely asleep in my own life and having a child and being conscious about who I wanted to be for them allowed me to sort of wake up, right? So if you are a parent right now, I really want you to think about who do you want to be for your children? What do you want to model for them? What do you want to teach them about values? What do you want to teach them about integrity? What do you want to teach them about honoring your word? What do you want to teach them about life and how life works? And I don't mean sit them down and talk to them to teach them. I mean, all the things that you teach your children without ever saying a single word, because they are constantly watching your behavior and codifying that into a set of subconscious rules and beliefs for themselves about how the world works. So you want to get super clear on, do you like what you are teaching them? about how to live and move through life? Do you like what you're teaching them about what is possible for them in this lifetime in terms of money, in terms of joy, in terms of alignment, in terms of creativity, in terms of fulfillment? And if not, what needs to shift for you to be in integrity with yourself? to be a conscious example of what is possible for your children. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, you for sure are a million light years ahead of where I was as a new mom. As a new mom, I had never stepped a foot into a therapist's office. I had no idea what coaching or personal development was. I had no idea anything about the nervous system and nervous system dys dysregulation and the mind-body connection and how like all of that stuff worked, let alone that I actually had a soul with a unique destiny and path for my lifetime. Whew. 
definitely did not know any of that. I was basically just working all day and then drinking to buff out all the pain of working in a job I hated, right? So you are so far ahead of where I was. Congratulations. But even still, even you being a million light years ahead of where I was as the new mom, just recognize right now that uprooting and shifting lifelong and often multi-generational patterns won't just happen overnight. But once you actually have clarity on your North Star of what you want to model for your children, what you want to show them, how you want to embody being what is possible in the world so that they see you living it and they can follow your path, that will illuminate all the crap and the bullshit that isn't on the path of that. And you will know your work of what you want to clear from within yourself, from within your thinking, from within your beliefs, from within your patterns and dysregulation. Now, for those of you that joined me for Wealth Codes, you heard this part of my journey. But my next thing after getting super clear after having my daughter was really taking some time to figure out like, okay, I for sure am going to leave the nine to five. And then from there, I made a financial plan to prepare myself to be able to do that with ease. And because I actually went through an entire deep dive in the Wealth Codes training, and if you're new to my audience, there's a completely free, it's actually a six-day training on wealth in terms of mindset and actual personal finance training on how to make a financial plan, how to execute a financial plan. All of that you can go grab at www.katherinemorsoncoaching.com forward slash wealth. It's completely free. And the part that I'm talking about here where I unpack like, okay, when I decided to leave my nine to five, exactly the plan I made to prepare for it, how I got ready to do it so that I could go full-time in my business easily, right? So you can tune into day four of the Wealth Codes training to hear all about that, right? But for this podcast, I'll just say I started living in very strong push-pull energy between my ego and my soul after having my daughter. And it became harder and harder for me to live in the prison that societal conditioning had put me in, working in a job that I hated, thinking I had to be there until I was 65, all the things, right? So fast forward a handful of years to me finding coaching And I decided to go through coach training while pregnant with my third child. And fun fact, my job laid me off one week after telling HR that I was pregnant in a high-risk pregnancy. Turns out uh, Texas does not have great worker protection laws. (laughs) But because I had put myself on a financial plan several years before, I actually set myself up for a really easy, smooth transition into running my own business without financial worries. And I also do want to take a moment to say the reason I can talk about how that job laid me off and I can say it out loud with no problems is they offered me a severance package where they, it was a pittance of money and it was basically buying my silence that I wouldn't talk about anything. And I said, no, I'm fucking fine. I have plenty of money and I would rather be able to tell everyone for the rest of time that this happens to women, right? So me creating that financial plan allowed me to keep my voice, right? To not have to sign away my voice and what happened to me for money, which is a very common thing that corporations do, right? And it also allowed me to have enough money to like really easily just be in my business without worrying about finances. So again, if that's 
if, if money management and running your finances is a piece of this for you around being a mom and running a business, if you're not full-time yet, I really do recommend you go to www.katherinemorrisoncoaching.com forward slash wealth to grab the wealth codes training. It's a really powerful training for you around making financial plans so that you set yourself up for success. So I had my third child within the first, I would say six months or so of starting my business and it totally rocked my world and set me up for some major deconditioning because after I took maternity leave and then I went back into my business, I made the decision to keep my baby, my young son in home with me with a caretaker in the house taking care of him. He was a little preemie baby. I think he was born at around 33 weeks. And so I wanted him at home. I wanted him close by. I wanted him to be lavishly taken care of. But that put me completely up against all of the shit I had learned about what women, what good moms were supposed to do. Because the truth of my heart is that I fucking love business. I love my kids, but I love business too. And there's a reason I teach it. There's a reason I'm such a powerful model of it. I love the art and science of business. It fuels me. It turns me on. Running my business fuels me in the most magnificent, delicious way, but my brain had a lot of judgment of me for that when my son was little and in the house while I was working. It told me I was a bad mother for not being with my young son all the time. How dare I work while he was downstairs? It told me that good women couldn't run a successful business and have a family. It told me that I was wrong for hiring someone to watch him and to not be the one with him all day, every day. And the wildest fucking thing was, y'all, that this was not running through my head when I worked a nine to five with kids. I think a little bit of this was like out of sight, out of mind. Like I didn't have my kid right there in the office with me, right? But it was also because in that situation, when I was in my nine to five, what I told myself was like, well, I, I don't want to work, but I have to in order to provide for my children and save for their college. And then of course, you know, I had to, be able to afford all of the alcohol that I used to numb myself into oblivion because I had no, no coaching tools at the time. And so that even though I hated my life, I believed that it was all a sacrifice for my children to have a better life. And then I thought about like, wait, but am I going to teach them to just do what I'm doing? Because that sounds like a pretty fucking awful life, right? But then all of a sudden, when I broke out of that pattern, I decided to release the struggle. I decided to release that you have to work and you have to strive and you have to push and you have to hustle. When I decided to release all that and I was just running my business from pure desire, fueled by passion, my brain had big problems with it. This happens so often for my clients in pleasure and precision to allow that level of pleasure and goodness in their life and their body. Like, you have to actually teach yourself that level of capacity for life to be that good, right? And my brain told me that it was wrong. I was so fucking addicted to being a martyr. I was addicted to this identity of someone who had to sacrifice everything of themselves as a mother, that to run a business I loved from desire put me squarely at odds with all of my beliefs about struggle and sacrifice and how good mothers 
basically deplete themselves and deprive themselves and give themselves nothing and martyr themselves at the altar and become shells of humans in order to give their children something more. Like, what? This narrative was deep. And the wildest thing is I still see it running so strongly through the collective in so many women right now. And it's so surreal for me to like be on the outside, like completely broken from the chains of that story to see so many women in the collective, right? They're still stuck like in a little fishbowl. I see them swimming around in this water where they believe that's what good mothers are. And they believe that's what good women are. And they believe that women that don't do that are bad. And because they live in that paradigm and because they live in that narrative, they're fucking stuck in the fishbowl. And I'm just sitting on the outside and I'm knocking on the glass and I'm saying, mama, please come out. I beg you just come out of the water. It's poison in there. If the truth of your heart is that you love running a business, that you love to work and provide value in the world. If the truth of your heart is that you love your children to bits, but that the idea of spending all day, every day, taking care of them isn't in your highest desire. It doesn't light you up. I want to affirm you in that. Listen. I love children. I love, love, love kids probably more than most people. I was a nanny, right? When I was all through college, I nannied for a bunch of different families. I was a full-time nanny after like a couple of years after college. I served as a volunteer teacher in Namibia for a year and taught elementary school. I deeply, deeply love children, right? But I recognized even when I was in college, I had the amount of self-awareness to be like, when I thought about how much I loved working as a nanny, I was like, oh, I don't want to be an elementary school teacher because I want to have my own children. And I know that I for sure don't want to have to watch other children all day and then have to go home and be with my children. Then I won't enjoy my children as much, right? So even like I had no coaching tools, no nothing. I knew myself well enough to know I love kids But loving kids doesn't mean you have to love them all day, every day, and you have to take care of them always. And if you don't, you're a bad person, okay? Not a fucking thing. So for this part, I want to pause and now have you reflect on what is your desire? What do you want your division between work and being with your kids to be? And then notice where you're not allowing yourself to have that. And that means in both directions. Notice where you deeply want to be working, but you're telling yourself you should be with your kids more. And notice where you're with your kids, but you're telling yourself that you should be working more. Women are up against a raging fuck ton of mixed messaging in their social conditioning around this. And so if you have not fully deconditioned your brain and just become fully conscious, right, in your own alignment and truth on this, you will feel like a crazy person that can never win. Because women today are taught to stand up and go for bigger jobs and be big and successful. And that's super important. We have to be a model of strong women for the little girls. And then women are also taught that their role as a mother is to be everything their child might ever need to make sure don't let your baby cry for too long or they'll get traumatized and to make sure you're breastfeeding, right? Because if you really loved your baby, you'd be willing to do that, right? And to make sure to never be the parent who picks up your kid last from preschool and to make sure that they have the best of everything. And goddamn, it is exhausting. To be, I am woman, hear me roar, but don't roar if it gets in the way of your kid's next feeding. To be, I am woman, watch me fly, but don't ever fly too far away from your children for too long or people will look at you real funny. 
every single woman listening to this, your truth will be slightly different and your work is to honor your truth. And when you allow yourself to own what you really deeply want, in terms of what it means to both run a business and be a mother, you will get to face all of the conditioned beliefs and fear of judgment from society that you've internalized on your journey to actually walking the path you've identified that you deeply desire and want for yourself. I remember one of the huge transformations I had when I was new in my business was not running down the stairs every single time my son cried. Heard me a little bit ago say that when I came back from maternity leave, I hired a caretaker to watch him. She was incredible. She was exceptional. She was loving. She was very able to soothe him, right? But every single time he cried, and I was sitting upstairs in my office and I heard the cry, I had to hear the voice in my head. Not the voice of him crying, but the voice in my head telling me I was awful for not being the one to run to him. And so to stop the voice, I would leave my business and run downstairs. Not because I wanted to, but because I thought I had to or I was a horrible person. But I wasn't an awful mother. I was an amazing mother for finding him such incredible care and then for planning my work hours to give me all the time I wanted to work and then also to take off early a couple of days a week to be with him, right? To have that special time. And so as I became conscious of my conditioning, that the voice in my head telling me that I was a bad mother, that I was wrong if I didn't run down the stairs, every single time that started queuing up in my mind, I started to allow that to be the moment for me to decondition it and purge it from my consciousness, from what society had taught me I had to be, from what society had told me who I should be, but wasn't in alignment with my truth of what it means for me to run the business I want to run and be the mother I want to be and to affirm my conscious choices around the time I spent with him and to affirm how much more present I was with my little baby boy, how much more I wanted to be with him when I was allowing myself to work during the day the way I wanted to, where I was allowing myself, God, I fucking love business, to challenge my mind every day to provide more and more value to the world, to run a company, to train my team to lead. They're now managing, right? Like we're hiring up in the company. They're now, I'm helping them lead. Give me so much nourishment to do that. And when I nourish myself, I unplug from my business and I'm more present with my children. I'm more able to drop into mommy mode where I go goo goo gaga on the floor when they were babies, right? I don't go, I don't really do the goo goo gaga anymore. My youngest is four, right? But back when he was a baby, I did. I would stop speaking in English words and I would just make sounds at him. And I would just gaze at him and I would hold his tiny little baby hands and I would look at his little baby fingers and I would just be so deeply present with him. And I was ready to do that because I'd had that time in the day where I got to run the business I wanted to run. And I was allowed to drink him in from desire to be with him, from genuine maternal love, rather than from a thought of what society told me I had to do so that I could be a good enough mother. Having kids and allowing myself to do work I loved also healed a lot of money stuff for me, a lot of patriarchy stuff for me. There's been so much healing in me growing my business while having three children because I had all kinds of beliefs about how it was wrong for me to ask my husband to help watch the kids after he had just worked all day so that I could work on my business. 
Because FYI, in the beginning of my business, I was a career transition coach. And so my clients were in the nine to five and most of them wanted to coach in the evening after their work day. And I was early in my business. So I was just overjoyed that anybody wanted to pay me money to coach them. So I was like, whenever, at whatever hour, I'm happy to work with you. But because I was at that point in my business making less money in my business than my husband was making in his job, my brain told me I was wrong to ask him to help me with our children. So I want to call that out because I know there are for sure people listening right now who are thinking something like that, right? Who are thinking they don't have the right to ask anyone to help them right now if their business isn't for sure raining cash yet. And that unwillingness to ask your partner for help with the kids or to ask anyone, any friend, family, whatever, is one of the factors that will stifle your business growth and keep it floundering. Seriously. What is so fascinating is that if I hadn't been willing to ask him to help me when I was early on in my business, before I had the quote unquote revenue to prove my proof of concept business idea, right? If I was unwilling to ask my husband to help me to watch our children so that I could actually work in my business, my business would probably never have gotten off the ground. And so for those of you with partners, just check in on if you are willing to ask them to help you even if your business isn't making quote unquote much money yet, even if he or she just worked all day, if they're the ones bringing home the bacon and then you think you have no business asking someone to help you watch their children, if, if it's your partner, right? What to watch their children so that you can work in your business. And I just want to say, because I know not everyone listening is going to have a partner. If you don't have a partner helping you with kiddos, do you have friends or family who can occasionally help? My husband's sister used to do a babysitting share where she and a friend would trade babysitting each other's kids so the other could either get work done. My sister-in-law would do part-time sort of um, like secretary work for a chiropractor and she could do that remotely. And so she would send her kiddo off to a friend's house and then her friend would bring over her kid and they would swap, right? And so there's so many, even for those of you who don't have partners, like there's ways to make this work. Because another thing that I see so often is that it's, it's not just a thought like that working from home with like kids and, and yelling and, and chaos is more difficult than it could be if you were able to get yourself some space for you, for just you and your business to work, to focus, right? And a lot of us have this idea in our head that it's wrong to ask someone to help us build a dream, to help us before we're just like printing all the cash, to spend their time watching our kids while we market without the guarantee it's going to bring in clients. And especially I'm speaking to the women who have husbands or partners and are thinking it's wrong to ask these partners to watch their children, their own children. And I especially mean this if you are a woman with a husband because so much of the fucking patriarchy, like it's, it's wild to me. <laughs> I remember there was a time when like, I had just had my daughter and a couple girlfriends came over to take me out. And my daughter was, I don't know, maybe like a few weeks old, a month old or something. And I remember my two girlfriends were like, Dan, thank you so much. Thank you so much for watching Violet so we can take Catherine out. And like, I was like, what? Like he's, he, he, he's watching his child. Like this isn't like a favor. He's not like babysitting. This is his child, right? 
And so I do feel like, I mean, at that point, this was nine years ago, and I feel like society has really come a long way since then. But just in case, that's still something that's happening in your mind where you believe we're in some sort of world where like men don't have to help take care of the children that they created. That's fucking insanity, right? And at least in my case, that was all just in my brain, right? My husband was 100% supportive and delighted to watch his own children so that I could work in my business. He was happy to help support me in my dream. He saw how lit up I was by it. And I hope you have that support. In order for me to be able to ask for it, to even receive the support that he was willing to give me. There were so many months where I wasn't even willing to ask for it. And in order for me to be willing to ask for it, I had to unwind a whole lot of the patriarchy from my head that told me it was wrong to ask a man to watch his children so that I could go pursue my passion, so that I could go pursue a dream. And again, this was super different. None of these thoughts came up when I was in my nine to five where I totally thought it was okay to have him watch our kiddo for a night or two if I had to fly out for a big meeting or for a work conference. But the moment my work transitioned from, because remember, that's when I was like, oh, I just have to do it. I I hate this, but I have to. I have to leave my kid for money. That was literally the paradigm that I decided to live under. I mean, let's re- I didn't decide consciously. I was not conscious. And those were the money beliefs that I'd been passed down. And I was just running those and I hadn't become conscious. Right. And so when I became conscious that all of that was just an optional money paradigm that I was living in, I had to be willing to face how uncomfortable it was when I decided consciously that I was going to make every single dollar from passion and pleasure and desire and things that I looked forward to, what I had to then contend with was I was fucking racked with guilt for how wrong it was for me to have that level of happiness, how wrong it was for me to pursue my dreams, how wrong it was for me to ask a man to help me pursue them before I had even made tons of money in my business. How dare I ask a man who was bringing home more money than me to help me with the kids so that I could work on a dream that hadn't actually made manifest all of the money that I felt in my fucking gut was possible for me. And I'm saying, I really want to spend time on this because I know there's someone out there that's living like I used to be living. And I want to invite you to stop living that way. I'm so glad every single time I started like becoming aware of those moments of when I was racked with guilt, when I thought I was wrong. And I was like, oh, this is a moment where I am just not conscious in my own mind. I'm just living from societally conditioned beliefs that I haven't even pulled out of my brain and questioned. I have not become conscious yet. And I haven't decided on purpose what I believe I haven't consciously deconditioned my mind and reprogrammed my mind consciously to align with the future I am creating on purpose, where I'm building everything from desire and pleasure and joy, where I make every dollar from the fullest expression of my gifts and people love to fucking pay me money for that. There was so much in my brain that didn't believe that. And so much was tied into me for being a woman and a mother with small children. And how dare I? 
I had so many thoughts about my role as a woman in my home, about my role as a mother to my children, about desire and passion and fueling my life from pleasure, from passion, from desire. After decades of being taught to fuel my life from obligation, resentment, and what others needed or expected of me. And now to round out this podcast, I want to rant. (laughs) It turns out this podcast has turned into a rant about one more thing for the mamas. Women carry a not so invisible workload, the physical and emotional workload of running a household. Think doing the household chores. Think remembering the birthdays of nieces and nephews. Think finding, booking, and arranging the logistics for summer camps. Think coordinating plans for extended family for gatherings. Think the laundry, getting dinner on the table, and keeping the kids' toys bins organized so that they actually keep playing with the toys. And on and on and on down the line. I first talked about this in episode 74 of this podcast called Fuck Domestic Work, and I still hold that line. I created that episode before I hired my house manager, who her highest expression and her gifts is she loves, she's a domestic goddess. This woman, seriously, she's like, it's bananas like her gift with houseplants and the garden at my house is like flourishing. I have a neighbor who's a gardener and he was in my house the other day. And he's like, there's like a full table of these beautiful houseplants. My house manager is just like our, our home is flourishing with her energy there. And my neighbor who's a gardener was like, I have never seen a table of houseplants. So happy. It like, I, I want to, I want to learn from your house manager, like how to garden this way. Right. And she loves cooking and she loves all of the things that for me, I don't enjoy. But I was told that because I was a woman that I was somehow responsible to do them and that I should enjoy them. And if I didn't, I was wrong. But it turns out that's all a bunch of fucking bullshit, right? So me becoming acutely aware of the load I was carrying before I hired a house manager, I became so clear on the load that I was just carrying because I thought that I had to. And the moment I realized I didn't need to, (laughs) it prompted me putting a bunch of things down and bringing on household support. And holy shit, has it been a game changer for our family, for my happiness, for my husband's happiness, for my children's fulfillment, for how beautiful and well-organized and well-run my house is. And so for those of you that are prepping to scale your business, and you're coming into Pleasure and Precision to work with me, we cover this intimately and directly. I will work with you on figuring out not just what support you need in your business. We also work on what domestic support do you need? Because I, it would be fucking insanity for me to run a business mastermind for women and talk about team and hiring team and support and only talk about VAs and podcast managers, okay? Because for so many women, especially the mamas, Seriously, so much of this is like the the a load that women carry is holding their business back because they're carrying so much domestically. And I have created an entire book on team and how to hire support. So basically not like I help you determine what support you need to hire first, what stuff to delegate out, what stuff to keep doing, 
And some of the, some of you, when you come into pleasure and precision, some of your first hires might be domestic support, right? Because if you're unloading the dishwasher and cooking all the meals and running the kids to their half a dozen after school activities and running them to school and planning all the stuff, that cognitive load you're carrying in your household is 100%. It's not even like a whiff of doubt in my mind. It's stifling your ability to make massive revenue jumps in your business because your cognitive load is your cognitive load. And if you're wasting it on a bunch of menial household shit, you have reduced energy and attention to make massive revenue boosting strategic decisions in your business. Now, for some of you, you might not be at that revenue level yet where you're coming into pleasure and precision, you're prepping the scale, you're going from six figures to a million, right? So for those of you that aren't at that point yet, I want you to start to think about, like, you don't need to be at the point where you, like, I don't want you to think I need to have to hire household staff in order to grow a business. I already told you some of the strategies I used before I did that in my own business, right? And so for you, some of your first work might be renegotiating agreements if you have a partner in the home, or it might be making agreements with other friends and family to trade help if you need help with your kiddos, right? I'll mention my sister-in-law again, who's, she's been so resourceful because their income is a lot lower and beyond trading babysitting hours with friends, which I already told you about, she would also do food shares with friends. So she and a couple girlfriends, they would all cook batched meals, sort of like one, whether it's like a, a casserole or a soup or something, right? They would make it in big batches and they, they then they would portion it out and they would do a food swap between friends, right? So that the, the load for everything wasn't on a single woman right? She built her own system by just tapping into her network of friends who also needed support and they supported each other. So I'm just trying to think of actual how resources I can give those of you because I recognize not all of you listening necessarily have a partner helping you. And I do understand circumstantially that is harder, but just because it's harder doesn't mean you can't figure it out and do it. Okay. With me, I had a partner and with my husband, I had to tell him that I was done with remembering all of his family members' birthdays. And because of that, we missed presents to nieces that I love on a handful of occasions because of it. And I had to be okay with it because I had to stop carrying everything and I had to pass it off and I had to say, hey, if you want stuff to go out to your family, I need you to help with this. And when he dropped it, I could hear my brain say it was my fault and I should have done it because that was my quote unquote, my job, which I don't understand (laughs) where I don't even remember consciously ever being told that I just had this general belief that the woman has to do everything, which I guess goes back to what I said. What are you, what are you teaching your children not by actually saying words to them, but modeling in your behavior? It's so funny. I'm like unwinding this in real time. I'm like, Oh yeah. My parents never told me that. I just learned from watching them. (laughs) That's where I got that from. Right. And so that burden, I believed that I had to carry it all myself in addition to running my business and helping my own children thrive was too much. So I had to be willing to put some things down. I had to be willing to put those things down so that I could focus on my business and have it take off like a rocket ship, like a rocket ship. When I first started, all I wanted to do was replace my six-figure salary. That's all I wanted. And now I have a business that produces enough revenue Then I have a house manager that cooks our meals and does the laundry for the kids 
and has given us the most beautiful garden and just tables full of houseplants and it's flourishing. And on my son's birthday, she surprises him with bunches of balloons because when I put in the job description, I said part of her job was just delighting us was for her to be in her own creativity and to think, how can I just delight this family? I hired that out because I built a business that produces enough revenue so that I could create everything that I wanted. Because when I was super honest about what I wanted my life to look like, it was that level of support. So I had to take responsibility for growing a business that allowed me to have it. And now with that, you better believe we have SOPs in our home most of you in pleasure and precision, we're learning about SOPs and building them into your business and training a team. You better believe I have SOPs in my home with my house manager. And so my house manager, she has all the dates of family members' birthdays and she buys the cards and she puts it in front of us to sign and then she mails the cards. And now I have a business that I've turned into a company that is a team that can run the business without me so that this summer I can work less and spend so much more time with my children than I ever would have if I was still stuck in my tech job. I'm actually spending so much more time with my children than if I was stuck on 20 one-on-one coaching calls every week, right? There's so many women that, that have this belief that running a big business goes against them being a more present, more balanced, more available parent, and it's the opposite. I had to be willing to own that what I wanted as a woman was running a really successful company and having more presence with my children, more time available with my children, more fun with my children than before I had a successful company. And I had to figure out how to do all of that being exactly the mom I wanted to be, balancing taking a couple days off each week to spend time with my kids. Or this week, I think I counted, I think I'm taking four or five weeks where I'm not, I'm like doing like way fewer hours and I'm keeping a kiddo at home so that I can spend time with them. Because as, as a mom with three kids, I really want individual time with each child. And this summer is a time where I can do that, where I can be deeply present with every one of my children one-on-one and give them that time and have that connection. And it's because I took the time to go all in on my dreams and build the business I wanted to have. If I had listened to my thoughts of like, you're a bad mom, if you do this, I wouldn't be the most amazing mom that I am now, right? Mamas, listen to me. You can have it all. You can have the business that calls in oodles of clients. You can build a company with a team that runs it without you so that you can unplug and spend more time with your kids than you have now. And in that time, you will then have the financial abundance from building a company to do all the things you want to do with them. Just this past weekend, I took my seven-year-old to a fancy hotel for a night. It's a thing I do with my kids now. They get to pick like what resort or hotel and we just go away for a night. We keep it in town in Austin, but Austin has a bunch of amazing resorts and hotels. And so he picked based on the pictures where he wanted to go. He liked the pool. I I upgraded us to a bigger room with the best view of downtown and the lake. And it's a very different view than our house, which isn't surrounded by big buildings. And it's not right by the Lady Bird Lake, which is, if you know anything about Austin, it's sort of... Um, is right downtown. It sort of wraps around part of the downtown area. And his jaw hit the floor when we walked in and he saw that incredible vista from our hotel room. We went to the fanciest restaurant in the hotel and ordered chocolate cake while he played his Nintendo Switch. 
I ordered him room service for breakfast and his eyes were as wide as saucers. When he found that he could just, we could pick up the phone and then we could just tell someone what we wanted to eat. And then they would come knock on our door and deliver it to us on a cart. Like he was like, what is this life? These are experiences I would never have been able to give him if I didn't allow myself to own my desire to have a successful business. The connection and availability I have with my children is so much more plentiful now than it was when I was in my job and even so much more than before I scaled my business when I was stuck on 20 one-on-one coaching calls with clients every single week. I did not have nearly the capacity I have now to actually connect and be with my children. If you want a big business, recognize that allowing yourself to build it will make you a better mom, not a worse one. More fulfilled, more alive and on a mission, more clients served, more impact in the world, more rich to give your children incredible experiences. And more time, generous, ample white space on your calendar to spend all the time you want with them because you allow yourself to own your desire to build a company. On the path to that, yeah, you're going to have to face a million gremlins. I unpacked quite a few of mine and I probably could have spent a couple more hours, but we are already at it a lengthy podcast, right? And on the path to allowing yourself to come into alignment with your fullest desire, You're going to have to look at all of the gremlins that society gave you about who you're supposed to be as a mom, who you're supposed to be as a woman, who you're supposed to be as a worker in our society, what it's supposed to look like to earn money. And I invite you to use each of those gremlins as a moment to purge and cleanse your consciousness, to become fully conscious and to reprogram yourself with intentional thinking that aligns with the big, beautiful business and the big, beautiful family that wants to live through you. This isn't just work you do for yourself. This is work that breaks chains that have held us back for generation upon generation upon generation of struggle and hardship and striving. Let yourself be the one that breaks the chains. Have a beautiful week, mamas. you are loving what you are learning on the podcast and you're ready to cultivate and radiate your unique frequency out into the marketplace so that your audience stops the scroll, sees you, and drops in to buy, your next step is joining us in the Brand Alchemy Accelerator. Once you're energetically unbound, we take the work deeper as you prepare for the solopreneur to entrepreneur transition in the pleasure and precision mastermind, more deeply cultivating your energy and then learning to powerfully harness and direct it on the front end through the precision of your marketing and selling and on the back end through setting up a business that feels like it's holding you instead of you feeling like it's one more thing you have to take care of. Head to www.katherinemorrisoncoaching.com to learn more.